0: Welcome to episode 86 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode I'm joined by Palumi Nubi, co-founder of the Black Explorer, to transport you to the continent of Africa. If you've ever been intrigued by the thought of travelling to Africa, this podcast episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About The Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to A Dose of Inspiration for the Solo Traveller. Today I am joined by Pulumi Nubi, who is originally from Nigeria and grew up in London. Pulumi is a fellow solo traveller and joins me today to discuss solo travelling in Africa. Hi, Palumi, Great to meet you.
1: Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really glad to be here today.
0: (laughs) I'm really excited to talk about Africa. But before we transport ourselves across to that continent, can you just tell me a little bit more about you? So how long have you been solo travelling and what type of activities do you normally look for when you go travelling?
1: Absolutely. So a bit about me, like you said, I was born in Nigeria, grew up in the UK and that movement, you know, that micro kind of sparked the traveler in me. So this was as young as I was 10 years old. I've just kind of like been in awe of the variation of, you know, what the world has to offer that you go to a certain place and you can have such immersive cultural experiences and really, really just be able to immerse yourself in it. So that's kind of how my travel was birthed, and it's kind of like become <laughs> another limp, you know, like a, a really, really great part of me. I have been doing solo travel, I'll say since 2016, early 2017. That's when I really um, launched my brand, Black Kintsugi, which is a Japanese word, which means to mend. Um, with gold Mm -hmm. and I've just really enjoyed traveling by myself. Um, I always tell people, if you've never done solo travel, you absolutely should. Um, I describe it like an exhale, like imagine just holding your breath for a very, very long time and then having the opportunity to exhale or, you know, inhale, (laughs) you know, really taking Mm in all that oxygen and just being like, wow, like it allows me to decompress. It teaches me, it motivates me. It, it's, it reminds me of how self-reliant um, and resilient I can be at the same time. And when it comes to traveling, I love, like I said, cultural immersive experiences, mm-hmm. um, really hanging out with the locals, getting to know their story. Um, I'm a true sticker as well, so I'll be jumping off something or <laughs> okay. something crazy about traveling. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really, really do enjoy, enjoy a good adventure.
0: Well, Africa is definitely the continent to immerse yourself in, isn't it? And to get to know the local people, I think. it's Some of the regions, um, um, you don't really go there to sightsee. do you? You do go there to see the culture and to, to get to know about the people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And you spent three months exploring 10 countries in Africa. Is that right?
1: yes that's absolutely correct um so i was um i'm a co-founder of a magazine called the black explorer Mm -hmm. and for the latest issue that just came out it's called africa is not a country because that's a very big misconception people do have um and before that came out i was like you know what for us to put this out there it would be great to actually I've explored Africa intensely, I in 2019, I explored a few countries, Western Africa, um, but I was like, you know what, I cannot be preaching this stuff if I haven't really, <laughs> you know, <laughs> done it myself. So it was both, uh, it was something I always wanted to do, road trip across the continent. So I started in East Africa, um, I was able to do Tanzania, Kenya, Rwanda, um, and then I did, I did Uganda previously. And then I flew down to South Africa and I did Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, um, Malawi and Mozambique. So wow. it was also all, all by myself. It was a wild adventure. <laughs> that wow, is... that's exactly the word I kept saying. Yeah, <laughs> that is
0: so amazing. And you, you said you did that all by yourself and on a road trip.
1: Yes, so it, in terms of roads I, I flew I flew the first beginning. Um, but then once once I got to South Africa, the rest of it was by road from Namibia all the way to Mozambique, um, which was my final destination before flying back to the UK. I did Namibia, which was probably one of my craziest. I definitely recommend if you're ever in Namibia, rent a four by four, do a safari, like go around. So I did like a whole loop um from Ving Hook all the way down to up up north and all the way down to Fish Canyon, which is the second largest canyon in the world. And then back again by myself it took two weeks, um, self-driving. So that was that was just <laughs> I just rush right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so brave to drive around Africa. That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's something that was like an ongoing. I remember this is a funny story I keep telling people. There was a um, if you if you research, you know, driving around Nigeria, the one thing you get to say is, yeah, you know, you're gonna pop a tire. Mm. You need spare tires, everything like that. So when I was traveling, I make sure I got two spare tires on the car. But funny story, <laughs> before the day before the trip, I was like, wait a minute, I've never changed a car tire by myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I, probably, I usually get like, you know, an emergency roadside person, like an AA, like, you know, I have the insurance on my car. I've never done it by myself. So this was me almost midnight of the day of travel, trying to Google, how do I change a four <laughs> by four?
0: <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got no idea. I
1: was prepared, as they would say, I was prepared. <laughs>
0: You'd spoken... A bit about Namibia. Is that one of your favorite countries on this trip? Because I've been to Namibia and I had no expectation of the country. And it absolutely blew me away. There's just so much to mm-hmm. see and do there. And the landscape is just stunning.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Like yourself, I had no expectations as well. I knew, you know, one of the recommendations when I was reading and researching was people was like, you know. It, you can join like a tour group but if you really wanted to explore rent a car that way you have the flexibility and stuff like that so straight away um i i had the freedom to explore um and like you said it's just such a verse land like you are i, I kept saying wow like <laughs> like yeah. when i go to some place when you get to some place and you're just like this this isn't real like <laughs> So, yeah, it's definitely, of all the countries, it's it's probably, yeah, it's definitely one that left an impact in terms of both um, the wildness of just the adventure. I think, you know, like I said, coming born in Lagos, we have 200 million people um, in in, in Nigeria, and Namibia has 2 million. So it's such a striking, in terms of the population is not as dense um and the landscape is so vast so it was such a big contrast from where i was born and kind of what i'm used to um so yeah that was definitely something that also left a, a mark or imprint on me
0: what was your second favorite country out of all of them i'm so jealous that you went to mozambique as well that's one of the countries that i <laughs> really like to go to
1: <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't, I would i would need to visit mozambique again being the last country I was suffering a little bit from a burnout, so mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was very much napping and looking forward to getting back home. Um, so I don't think I did Mozambique justice. There was just a lot of hiccups in terms of crossing the border, and I think a hurricane um, or uh, there was like some earth earth issue in terms of hurricane hitting a, a particular mm-hmm. region we wanted to explore, which was quite sad. So yeah, there was a bit of complexity in terms of Mozambique, but I'll say my second favorite country was probably Tanzania. I stayed in Zanzibar, and I've never seen water so blue and sand so white. Like, it was it was incredible. It was a bang. It was my first country in terms of at the start of the trip. So it was definitely. A, a good country to start with again cultural immersiveness mm-hmm. the the happy people just so much to see from going from stone town old town all the way it just had, seemed to have everything if you want a bit of you know kind of like you know being the vibe of people you had that you're going to be isolated and just by the beach by yourself you had that so it just gave so much variety and it was just yeah absolutely present absolutely pleasant place to be
0: Amazing, I think what's interesting as well about when you travel in Africa is the different languages in the different countries, so I think mozambique for example is is Portuguese, is it, and then Rwanda used to be French. I've recently came back from Rwanda and it's it's changing quite a lot what What was your impression
1: of Rwanda hmm. I think being the genocide happening pretty quite recent hmm. um I'm quite Amazed as how much progression and how much people have just kind of gone on with life with the vow and the promise of it never happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the resilience of them was of the people. It just it blows my mind. Um, so that's kind of one thing that I definitely took away from that. That humans we are we are built to to really take you know the bad, the good, the ugly as a landscape is quite small um so was able to see quite a lot within the time i was there it was one of this country i kept extending my stay (laughs) i think i said it two or three times so i definitely enjoyed it there um they did obviously I, i was traveling during the pandemic so they did have quite a stronghold and quite restriction in terms of mask wearing and kind of like, you know, amount of tests you had to do to test to go to the national parks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think they definitely, it's, it left an imprint from, from the genocide point of view and just kind of seeing how everybody's kind of getting on with their everyday life and trying to just, yeah, live with that horrific moment of that horrific really the burden they have to carry with that so yeah it is it, it, a lot to say <laughs> but that's how I yeah. we have
0: yeah it's awful what was the, your
1: impression that, of
0: I was really surprised I was learning French to think that it was going to make my life there a little bit easier and then I realized that they now speak English because their language changed from French to English it, but some of them yeah. don't speak English or French they speak the local language so that was interesting. I didn't realise it was so mm. green. I didn't realise there was such a diverse landscape. Oh yeah. And the fact that you could see the Big mm. Five and then there was Lake Kivu, which is just so magical. I wasn't prepared for the altitude. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise how high some of the places were. Oh yeah. And the amount Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah, and the amount of community-based tourism there. I've never been to a country where not yet anyway, where I've seen so many Projects that are helping the local community, and you can help the beekeeper make a beehive, you can make pottery with a local village. it's it's such a great country to immerse yourself and actually learn more about the culture I found.
1: I've been like a mountain view. This wherever you are, you go a mountain view.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I can see why it's called, is it called The Country of a Thousand Tales? Is that the title? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I can see
0: why it's called that, definitely. <laughs> One thing that I wasn't prepared for was the impact that the history of the country had on me. I don't know how that impacted you as well, but obviously I knew a little bit about the genocide before I went, and I think it's a good idea to find to read about that before you go, just to be a bit mentally prepared. But after being in the country and visiting a couple of the memorial sites as well, Mm. when I left Rwanda, I I struggled a few days afterwards. And I think I was processing everything that I saw Mm. because I'm quite a sensitive person. So I think you really need to be prepared for learning more about the history and how it might impact you. I don't know how you felt about it
1: absolutely absolutely you know that i think i went to the genocide museum and just from the you know you get to watch the preview move before you even go into the museum You just like a short film and i was boiling my eyes out and i was like i don't know if i can do this Mm because this was just meant to be like Role. Um, before you then walked into the museum, which was, you know, you can spend an hour, two hours in there. That's the amount of content that was there and the stories and everything. So, like you said, it's, it's definitely something to mentally prepare for. And it's a history that we have to respect, respect. This thing did happen. But I think it's it's definitely, you know, just speaking to like the locals and stuff like that is something that they have personally vowed that is never gonna happen again, and that just gives a weird reassurance. I think that's kind of what I held on to. Um, but you are totally right; it is quite emotionally, and you can feel it because this is is very recent. I think with genocide, you hear about about like you know Hitler and you know things that happened years back, like history. But this doesn't feel like history. This feels like yesterday. So mm-hmm. I think that was the big thing about it. It was just so so recent um, that you can still feel it you can still feel it pulsing through the, the country, the city. Um, and I was in Kigali most of the time, so you can still see it and feel it. And, this, and these are people that have to live with, they're still living, you know, like it's not history passed on. It's not like, you know, yeah. telling your children, children about stories. These are very much people that have been through this trauma. So yeah, you're very right. It's definitely something, but hopefully the readers can hold on to the reassurance that these are people that have vowed that it will never happen again. And yeah, I think the hope of that um, was something I just held on to um, personally.
0: Definitely. I, I do really recommend going to Orlando. I think it's such an amazing country with so much to offer. It's a great place. And tell us about the other countries that you went to. Did any of them surprise you?
1: Surprise? Yeah, Absolutely. Kenya was great. Kenya, I think, was there was a place I'm trying to remember the name exactly so I can recommend this place. So because when I thought about Kenya, safari was a, was the thing, you know. But mm-hmm. there is so much to Kenya than safaris. Um, if you're ever in Kenya, make your way down to Lamu. Lamu is a place lost in time. Ooh. Imagine like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's trapped in in the most blissful way. Um they still there are no cars allowed in, in the island that was no uh, there are no cars, they still ride donkeys over there. So just imagine that kind of a place. So I felt myself slowing right down. It was so bad, like I felt like I had to get rid of my Western clothes straight away. Like I came, I arrived at the island like wearing jeans and the top, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> this is not working. So I had to go shopping straight away, bought like a couple of just like um, African dress, like you know those the long, colorful dresses. I, I think I bought three or four because I was like, I it just I needed that freedom. Jeans just couldn't do it, like it's such a beautiful beauty if you want to recharge free and they do like yoga um, kind of things so if you're into that kind of recharge refresh i absolutely recommend lamo so that was was a pleasant surprise for me um just having like a lost paradise that okay. wasn't disturbed too much yeah absolutely absolutely um so that was quite nice um, Botswana was great. Um, it was rainy season, so this is a, obviously something to do a bit of a research for. It poured like nothing in my time <laughs> in Botswana. Um, <laughs> uh, like England. Well, I was still able, honestly, like it rained almost every single day I was there. Oh, no.
0: um,
1: but that's the thing about traveling; it teaches you to just kind of make do with what you have. Um, I was still able to still do a bit of the safari there, but I spent. I was able to do some like you know exploring the lake um so yeah i it was kind of again a thing i would love to go back There's you know there's some countries just have to experience it in different seasons so like you know the rainy the dry season you have totally different experiences um but i think each country had its own unique twist its own unique taste malawi i've always wanted to go to malawi and i was embraced like nothing before like the people are welcoming so that was a really really nice surprise um so yeah i'll say every country i didn't have any terrible or crazy experience maybe crossing the border if you you know hiccups (laughs) in terms of visa requirement no visa requirement um but yeah there was a few hiccups crossing the border but Aside from that, every country had its own unique twist. And yeah, it kept me on my toes, definitely. <laughs>
0: Which countries did you find the easiest to, to travel alone in?
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's a very good question. Um, I'll go back to, I think because I was just kind of by myself and my little Bob Namibia. I, I think people were yeah. I'll I'll say Nanibe was easy, but then I was just like by myself. Like I had my four by four, and I was moving to different destination to navigate um, Tanzania. I will. I think if you have, as far well as Zanzibar, if you have like a guide, and I got a female guide, which is something that is very rare in the industry. It's very male dominated. um, Happy to share contacts and stuff, um, yeah. but she was very very lovely. So like having a female guide was kind of great. Um, and I, I know solo travelers, you might feel more comfortable having, you know, um, as a female, having a female guide. I know I'm a very, I'm a very extroverted person and I, I don't want to make assumption that people might feel as comfortable as I am in very weird situations. So my weird situation is very high. <laughs> you know, the, the, bar, the bar is quite high for me to go, oh, I'm a bit scared. Um, so it's, I would say every, there was no country that I felt scared in or nervousness, and i think that's another thing about moving within the african continent being a black woman being a woman of color um i was able to blend in if that makes yeah, sense that I, make there's sense. some places yeah. i go to and I exactly there's a place i go to and i stick out like a saw tom and those are the moments like my my high alert or my high radar comes on but moments where i'm considered as your sister as their friend next door, it's very easy to navigate those spaces, um, and that's a privilege I definitely do not take for granted in in moments like those. So yeah,
0: it, it sounds like you had a different experience to how I experienced some of Africa. But then I'm traveling as a as a white woman, so I did exactly. find I did find in Uganda and Rwanda because I recently spent two weeks in each of them uh, just over a month ago. And people look at you, and I kind of expected that to happen anyway. But then I actually found myself—they're mm. looking at me because they're curious. Not—it's not menacing or anything like that. But then I also found myself looking Perfect. at looking at tourists. So whenever I saw two tourists together who were obviously from Europe and white, I found myself staring at them as well. So I think it's just a like a curious thing, and because you just don't see that many. We we do just stick out, really, don't you? Especially if you're by yourself. So that's why I think it's quite a good idea. For me, anyway, I felt more comfortable being with a guide. I was with a guide for four days in Uganda, even though I was there for two weeks. And then I was with a guide Mm -hmm. a week in Rwanda. And it just made it easier for me to travel around. He knew the local He knew the culture. And it was more comfortable. Even though I was able to do it solo, it just kind of depends what experience you're after, I think.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I think definitely uh, having someone that's local. In terms of um, solo travel, one of my best tips is to make international friends. Um, just you know relating to what you said about having a guide, like having someone that is a local and just you know social media allows for that for you to make connections and find people that live in these places and make befriend them before you go there. It just allows you to have that kind of like you know someone that knows the race knows the route, and just you know makes it easier to navigate um by yourself um in those spaces,
0: definitely. Definitely, did you find it easy to meet other people and did you did you see many other women traveling alone?
1: Good, good question. Um, the first one, again Zanzibar, I think that's why it was such a pleasant experience. I actually met a friend, which now we become friends because she was from London, and we're taking a, a, a boat to um, Prison Island um and she was the only one and i was like hey hey before she needs her name is sarah lovely 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 lady um and she was doing this solo travel she has been there she was there for about two weeks already and she had a couple more days so we hanged out for the rest of the time she was around for which was really really cool so that was the the person that and and now you know we're back in london you know we are we're still communicating we're still thinking of you know probably putting another plan together to go somewhere together. So that's the joy of meeting mm-hmm. people on the road. I think intentionality. So there are definitely some things you can put in place in you know, order to meet more people, for example, staying in hostels and stuff like that. If that's up your street that just creates avenues to make more people or meet more people guides usually become friends. Cause I just kind of keep in touch even after I leave the places. I think just kind of like passing on the day or spending the day together. I think going on like tours and stuff like that. Um, you know, these people are like on by themselves. You can kind of exchange contacts and, you know, meet up with lunch, or brunch, just hashtags, social media, hashtags, um, see if someone is, you know, most people tend to delay posting, but some people post in real time and just be like, Hey, by the way, I'm around too. Do you want to hang out? Do you want to stuff? So that, that's happened. And then if you, um, occasion, but definitely um, the same person I met in in Zanzibar was someone that definitely sticked out because we happened to be (laughs) coming from the same place and meeting across the ocean that we probably would never have met, um, (laughs) even though we lived in the same city. So yeah, um, I think that's the joy of solo travel, just meeting and connecting with new people. Absolutely.
0: Definitely. And are there any hidden gems? in the continent and not just from these 10 countries that you went to in the three months but are there any hidden gems in the whole (sighs) continent of Africa that you would that you recommend
1: so many (laughs) that's That's the question (laughs) (laughs) oh wow I don't even know where to begin yeah how long have you got yeah Exactly, like how long have you got? Um, But one thing I would definitely recommend is checking out the the Africa Is Not Country magazine because one thing about it was it was contributed by people um, so they were able to tell the tales from their perspective or their visiting or their local or stuff like that. Like even places, I was like, wow, I didn't know this was in Zanzibar or this was in Zimbabwe or this was in Kenya or this was in, in Nigeria or in Ghana. Like, I know these kind of are places that people are going to and they're kind of getting to know more about it. I cannot even answer that question. (laughs) There's just so much. Yeah. So much. What what I will say is if you go to the continent, you will not be disappointed. That, I can 100% put a bet on it. You won't be disappointed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are there any countries that you haven't been to yet that you want to visit in Africa?
1: Oh, yeah too many again you know africa's 54 countries i think i've probably been to 20 if not less um so there's so many more i would love to see people love the roots you know the the all the way from egypt fun real love. i haven't been to egypt i'm like how have i not been to egypt yeah. <laughs> so that i Um, very very soon it's it's definitely up there but this year i definitely want to see i'm flying to nigeria for a friend's wedding and i'm trying to incorporate um senegal and Cape Verde um for my own birthday too as well which is in december time so i'll probably be in senegal um, with a few friends in december so those are top top three um if i can squeeze in a few more I would love to, but yeah, Senegal. I want to go. I've been saying I need to go to Senegal.
0: <laughs> oh, fantastic! I've been to Senegal, and I think it's a really great introduction to West Africa for people who are, especially for solo females who are feeling a bit intrepid about going to West Africa. I definitely recommend Senegal. For... Will,
1: I'll message you for some tips then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, you mentioned Kate Verde, and because I'm, yeah. well, we both. From England aren't we Um, I've seen that Cape Verde is actually becoming more popular especially with package holidays for Brits going there and I think maybe it's because of the guaranteed weather maybe they've now got more tourism infrastructure but it was really interesting to see Cape Verde as one of the most popular destinations a few months ago for people to go on holiday so that's I definitely want to go there and see what what the different islands are all about as well
1: Absolutely. Like, there's a package. I think a lot of airlines are trying to connect it. Like, there's a really, really affordable airline from Nigeria to Cape Verde. That's mm. when I first heard of it because a lot of my Nigerian friends were go, all going to Cape Verde. And I'm like, where is this place? What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks good. Like, it just, like said, amazing weather. It feels like you're in paradise. And I love the fact that it's literally just adjacent or across from Senegal. So it feels like a good compact trip to do together um which is my plan personally but like you said it's definitely a, a destination that has been putting a lot of effort in their um tourism and their marketing campaigns so yeah they're doing a good job over there absolutely
0: yeah and it's not that far from the canaries either is it really well it doesn't look that far on the map no. it's kind of just north from them mm-hmm. so it's a good alternative for people who want to visit african islands and just not have the. the- the spanish canary islands i guess what do you think is africa's attraction to women traveling alone i guess that would apply to which region of africa you travel to
1: the culture of the the continent is quite strong in terms of female impact and female entrepreneurship and you see women that you know just are breadwinners in a way because they go to the market they have the resilience, they have the capacity and that is what solo travel kind of tells me about my self-reliance and my self-resilience and i see that every day while in the continent like women that do the thing they, they work the work and they talk the talk you know um so that is quite encouraging to see and that just kind of like you know attracts more female solo travelers like any other thing there's definitely the risk you know um you get to you know just traveling solo there's always that risk this is not what is it's definitely something worth highlighting but i think the the pleasure slash the the joy of travel that comes with it you know is is a lot more greater so i say at the continent you know um safety, is something that I, again I'm talking from someone that is a, as a black so a black female so I would definitely take p- everything I'm saying do take it with a pinch of salt um, but yeah I I found navigating you know the country pretty safely and not like I the first taste of safety in terms of I did a road trip from Lagos Nigeria all the way to Ghana so I crossed about four borders um and that was pretty safe i was able to do that um i went with friends so that was not solo but it was doable and you hear people say oh you know but kidnapping is a thing and people and and it's very much a thing please don't get me wrong it's very very much a thing but these things also happen in the western world it also happen in other places in asia in other places so yes, i feel wonderful. like oh yeah you know if you want to go Go, and I always tell people when I feel fear I always ask is this my fear or is it fear that has been projected onto me is it fear that has been given to me by someone else and if it's not mine then I go to those places Um, so yeah that's kind of it as a continent is a place that is so rich. That's why I found it so hard when you say pick a thing or recommend the thing. It's like you will find surplus to do. You will not be bored. Someone asked that question: Was I ever bored? I was like, sis, I was not bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what the appeal is. It's just it felt it feels like home. It is home um, to me personally, and there's just so much to see and do. And yeah it's is is highly recommended
0: definitely and I love the fact there are so many different regions and it's so diverse as well and I've been quite lucky to have traveled to quite a few of the different regions and they all kind of give you a different experience really don't they I think the east coast the east coast you can um obviously see the big five and you've got the wildlife and you've got Zanzibar and I did that when I was younger and it's a great party destination as well i probably shouldn't be promoting it's a party destination but you get a, <laughs> you get <Yes>. a, yeah <laughs> if, if you're looking for a starter trip in africa than the east coast i think definitely and you yes. can get yes. quite
1: a few party on the beach i haven't had sand going through my legs <laughs> seen, and the maasai for example they they give you a run for your money like <laughs> <laughs> my knees knew i danced the next day <laughs>
0: wow i do think that part of it is just life changing i do think you know an african Absolutely. trip can just really open your mind and really be life changing and i think also if people are a bit worried about going by themselves there are lots of group travel that you can do i don't know if you've heard of some of the companies but i've done three overlanding camping trips two in west africa and one in east africa and there's such a good way of seeing the countries on a budget, being with people, learning more about the culture, seeing the wildlife. Yeah, so group travel also is a, a good way of or even doing it for a couple of countries and then getting your, your head around the region and then going off and doing the rest of it yourself as well.
1: Yeah, I definitely recommend, uh, these are three on top of my head that I'll say, recommend that travels within the continent um this one called ajala tour um she did a tour recently and i think it was a thousand bucks for both zanzibar and kenya which is just crazy affordable for like Mm -hmm. two weeks um so if you want affordability ajala tour is great um if you're a content creator and you love Kind of like cinematic videos and stuff like that. And you just kind of like love to capture content while in the continent. Oh, that rhymes, content in the continent. <laughs> I would definitely recommend Wind Collective. Again, Black owned, Black immersed, really great. Um, again, that's Wind Collective. And if you want um, Ghana and a few, they do a few other countries, but mostly Ghana. So, if you're already planning Dirty December, which is like a December celebration where people go homecoming, you know, back, return home, things like that, and so you just want to party and have a good time and have a Ghanaian experience, um, then I I recommend Salted there So, those are the three that, you know, top of mind that I definitely vow by or vouch <laughs> with.
0: Fantastic. It's always good to have recommendations, isn't it? And this Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Probably- this is a really hard question, but if you only had a month to see the best of the continent, what would your itinerary Stop be? It. <laughs> say you've never been to One Africa month. before. That's not enough. <laughs> say say you've never been before. And you want to go and you want to see what Africa is all about.
1: I'm going to be biased. This is such a biased response. But you need to go west. You need to go west because <laughs> can do like a whole ass long trip. Um, and obviously start with my hometown, start in Nigeria. Like, come on, like Nigerians, like we give, we're the party. <laughs> so I would say start West, um, you have the coast and the land, you can road trip it. I, I think you can do it within a month, starting from Lagos, Nigeria, all the way to Senegal and just have, and then you see Benin, you have the the voodoo and all of that kind of like their beliefs and all of that. Um, you can be by like the Python, you know, temple and stuff like that. And then you can go to Togo and all of that. You can then go to Ghana. It's, you can hit, um, um, and just keep going all the way to Senegal. So I think a month doing that, it'll be intense, but it'll be, it'll be the epic one. No, no, <laughs> and that's a very bad response because I want to, I want you guys to see Nigeria. So that's why Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I still haven't been there actually that's on my list
1: what oh Lisa stop it come December
0: I'll host you oh okay I'll I'll stay in touch with you for that one (laughs) and I I was gonna ask is there anything I was gonna ask is there anything to do there in the evenings as a solo but you mentioned about dancing with the the Maasai before and I, I imagine the most things to do in the evenings are cultural things are they
1: yeah, I think because it gets quite, I don't think we, um, at least in my experience, we don't typically have like long days or long nights um, as, you know, within Europe we experience, like it doesn't get dark, at least in the UK to almost 10 p.m. You know, within, at least when I've been traveling by six, seven, things are pretty dark already. Um, so is that your day like an evening, like a kind of like a party kind of night? Or you are typically kind of like um, just hanging out, maybe like in a community setting, having supper, just, you know, stories, tales. Um, It really depends. I don't want to, I don't want to generic. Again, the continent is very, very diverse and, you know, very, you know, this is just based on where I have visited and where I, I know. Um, but yeah, if you're in Lagos, for example, again it's quite like a party scene if that's kind of your thing. If not, most people tend to like if you're religious, they go to church and you know, mosque, you know. Um, and if you are just kind of like wanting to um, but if you're a tourist, most of the thing will probably be done in the daytime and then the evening you can kind of relax and recuperate, except you want to have a bit of nightlife. There's food, there's surplus of food. Um, you can have like, you know, street food, you can have like, you know, five star classic, all depends on your taste and kind of what you're going for. But yeah, there's always something to do. <laughs> it's like New York City, it, it, it doesn't sleep.
0: And is there anywhere that you would avoid that you've been to?
1: Um, I personally did not have the best experience when, when I went to Morocco, Marrakesh. I felt the cat calling was a bit intimidating and quite a lot. So this is from someone who, like I said, has a very high tolerance of, and this is kind of the feedback I've gotten from quite a few people. So I know it's not me. I think as a group travel, amazing. People go to fairs, they go to Kassabamka. Am I saying that right? I'm not so sure. They go to different region and they've had amazing experience. But Marrakesh, I think definitely in terms of just... I just oh so yeah, it's it's very beautiful place. Please don't get me wrong. And I definitely so don't let one experience of one person determine your view of the whole city, your country. So it's a place I would give a second chance. I think just not solo. Um, so yeah, just walking through the market, just the amount of catcalling, the amount of sexual, sexual harassment, you can say it is as that, you know, being also touching and just just not feeling safe you know so I would say that's one place that I was like "Mm -mm, I I don't think I want to go back by myself but I would love a girl trip there because like I said it is a very beautiful place to be but they do have a rising kind of like sexual assault and kind of things um that does that has been known and I think it's just a cultural norm now which is the when that something become a norm is is a big issue for me it seems like a red flag it seems like nothing is really being done from the government from you know just high place or high authorities Um, uh, funny enough i was actually in, in in one of their tourism events in london and they flagged this and they were like oh you know we know that safety is not our strong point but we are very culturally diverse and i was like mm, no i don't think that's how to go about it i think we should yeah. focus on the issue yeah. rather than you know just put a wrapping paper and say oh but we have other things to offer but no there's still issues um so yeah i think it's definitely something that can be off-putting um and this is something that within the solo community has come up over and over and over again so i know it wasn't just a one-off thing It's whenever people that's kind of one of the things they say "Mm, i didn't feel really safe or i didn't really feel um respected as a as a as a woman
0: yeah, I kinda had a similar experience in Marrakesh as well. i had been there with someone and then I went back by myself and I just I just found this constant scamming and the constant hassle. Mm. It's just mm-hmm. uncomfortable, frustrating, annoying, and it does put you off the country. But then I went to Wazazat, took a, took a local bus, went there, I had a completely different experience in Wazazat. And I've heard other female travellers say that. If you're outside of Marrakech, it's the, the, from their experience so far, it hasn't been that bad. So maybe, like you're saying, yeah. it's, it's a good idea to get a guide for Marrakech and then try and just or go on a tour group and just get out and explore the rest of the country because don't let Marrakech put you
1: off the whole of Morocco. Absolutely. I agree with that advice. Absolutely.
0: What would you say to someone who's looking to go to Africa for the first time and they're unsure about it?
1: Your uncertainty is very valid. I think we're quite quick to dismiss people's <laughs> uncertainty. Um, Solar of travel can be daunting and it's a brave step that you're even thinking about it. I'll say do a lot of preparation. I spend a lot of time just researching Shout out to bloggers, you know, YouTubers, like you guys are freaking amazing (laughs) because, you know, just being the podcasters, you know, just hearing people's story, you know, hearing, seeing their journey, reading about it, just provides an insight. Um, especially post pandemic, you know a lots of change, lots of things shut down. so just having that updated information. So do your research, make sure you're checking the dates of the articles of stuff. so just just to make sure that things are up to date. Um, but yeah, I think just the same thing you would apply if you like I said, are going to within, traveling within Asia or traveling within Europe. Is the same principle, you know, inform your loved ones where you are, you know, do the basic, you know, maybe to just try to stay out late so that you're just safe in that aspect of things. So I would say the same thing applies within the continent um, as it would be any other place. But yeah, it's a brave step you're taking. Just do as much research as you can. It still wouldn't prepare you. There will still be hiccups. <laughs> That's definitely something I want to put out there. No matter how much of research you do, there will still be hiccups. But um, at least you can be prepared for those hiccups. Or at least you can, may have read something that you know just allows you to handle the situation a bit better. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's, like, it's life-changing, like Lisa said it really teaches you resilience and teaches you that you can do it in whatever you put your mind to. So I'm cheering you on. If you have any direct questions, um, DMs, message, emails are always open um, to answer them, but do it. Absolutely do it. <laughs> just, just like Nike.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just do it. Yeah. Fantastic.
0: And is there any is there anything else that you wanted to add about Africa and also if you want to tell us more about what you do as well for the the black community then feel free to to share that
1: I think the only thing I definitely wanted to mention was I am launching travel affirmation cards I realized that affirmations are designed for like wealth attraction or but there was nothing directly within the travel space. So July first, the very first physical pack, um, you'll be able to get your hand on it. It's 32 affirmations that just affirm the traveler in you. Um, so if you if you suffer from travel anxiety, if this is your first solo trip, if you're a bit nervous about going to places, and you want that reassurance, that affirmation that you can use daily. This is something definitely to have. So, it's the size of a pack of cards. So you can fit it into your bucket, into your handbag, into your backpack, in your backpacking. Um, and you can just pull it out in different situations where, you know, if you're a bit nervous while flying, if you're just, you know, in a strange bus stop and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. And you just want a bit of reassurance. It definitely affirms and comfort the traveler in you. So, it is called Comfy Trav. That's the name of the company um and it is our first physical product um, which is a pack of affirmation cards so i'm really excited for travelers around the world to be able to use that and yeah it's something i wish i had during my african trip because there were some moments, like i said where hiccups would happen and it would just have been nice to have something that just reassured me that i'm at the right step and doing the right thing so yeah, that's definitely something that is bursting or coming up soon. So you guys are one of the first people to hear about it. So <laughs> yeah, grab a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well done, so, Yeah, W. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> but yeah, you can check it out www. That's c o m f y and trav. Because I feel like um traveling should be comfortable should feel like a known um yeah it it makes you step out of your comfort zone but you need to be comfortable with the idea before you can do it as humans if things are petrifying to us we'd rather you know do the flight or flight response we don't really lean into that so yeah um that's that's what's happening there but yeah, so the Black Explorer, the goal for that is to amplify Black travel. Um, it's my co-founder Ella, and we do a bi-annual um Print magazine. So this is something you can consume in the evening after work and just really enjoy black travel. We found that within the media company, it is something that is not amplified, it's something that is always seen from the negative point of view. So we wanted to change that narrative. And yeah, we've been doing that, has been going on for about two years, it was birthed in the middle of the pandemic. I think all good ideas were birthed in the middle of the pandemic.
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: Um <laughs> but yeah, so that's it, really. And, yeah, like I said, there's a new issue called Africa is No Country and it's sold on our website, um, blackexplorer.com. Um, yeah, you can grab a copy over there, too, as well. But, yeah, Comfy travel, definitely check it out, your travel information and the Black Explorer for any kind of, like, storytelling and getting to know more about traveling. But, yeah, Africa is definitely a place to explore. It's definitely a place... To immerse yourself, we throw away every idea, everything that the media has fed you, and you you will be pleasantly surprised, as Lisa said. It really is life changing.
0: Fantastic! Oh, it's been so good talking to you about Africa. It's been so lovely to meet you, Palumi, and I wish you every success in the future.
1: Thank you so so much. I'm so grateful. Thanks for having me again. It was a great conversation. <laughs>
0: And you can find out more about travelling to Africa with our Solo Travel in Africa guide on the Girl About the Globe website. See you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.